Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Emory Continuing Education offers many certificate programs related to the practical application of machine learning, data science, advanced Python and Tableau, and other analytics tools and methods. These applied programs leverage experienced executives, academics, and practitioners with advanced degrees to deliver these Saturday courses typically taught in around 10 weeks. Learn more about the emerging technology programs at Emory Continuing Education to help boost your career advancement at ece.emory.edu. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tag Data Talk. Thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Jerry DeMasso and Ryan Gertenbach, and we're talking about enterprise data literacy to scale analytics solutions. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's start off with your background. Um, you're both pretty cool. So tell us, Jerry, why are you so cool? Um, well, I'm, I'm Jerry DeMasso. I am uh, the Vice President of Enablement at Access Group. And I am also one of the founders of the Data Literacy Foundation. Um, I've been working in the data and analytics space for a little over 10 years. I started out as a BI developer and architect, became really interested in, in user enablement and data literacy. So I, I shifted and started a practice center around that enablement, which I, I still run today. Um, and it's been afforded to be some great opportunities to learn and, and talk about data literacy all around the world. Nice. And that's a term, uh, analytics enablement and, and data literacy. These are terms that didn't even exist like a few years ago. So I'm excited, sure. especially about analytics enablement. It's, um, it's really cool. Ryan, tell us what, what, why are you so cool? What's about your background? Uh, absolutely. I've uh, worn many hats over the years. And uh, prior to getting into officially into the analytics world, I was in the education space. I taught mathematics and engineering at the high school level for about six years. Um, and then moved into my graduate studies and quickly was absorbed into doing data and analytics work uh, around mostly education data at that time. And uh, since then, I've helped to expand the data literacy program um, at Access Group and um, am having a lot of fun pulling all of my passions into my work, including music and art and mathematics and education. So lo lots of different hats that have really come together that uh, have, have made this a really fun journey. Very cool. You're just a bit of a polymath, aren't you? <laughs> I love it. Uh, cool. Well, we talked about this term, enterprise data literacy. And so of those three things, you know, enterprise people understand, data people understand, and literacy people understand. But I'm not sure that the term, the full term enterprise data literacy is fully understood. Uh, can you guys help us understand what we mean by that, that term? Sure. Um, data literacy is relatively uh, ubiquitous. It's out there. It's a term. It's about reading, writing, understanding, arguing with data, um, kind of the data addition to literacy. Uh, but enterprise data literacy is not um, widely out there because there tends to be, it's, it's almost easier to talk about what it's not. And it's not a focus on individual competencies. It's not a focus on um, just enabling one person at a time to, to become data literate or data fluent. It's more about looking at the enterprise from a holistic perspective, bringing in aspects of culture. How do people communicate within an enterprise? Um, all of these collaborative aspects are important to bring into an enterprise data literacy solution because it's not uh, just about aggregating individuals' competencies and saying now the, the enterprise has been 
um, transform to be data literate. So that's that's a little bit of a background, but it's it's very much uh, data literacy, but focused on scaling to role and function to uh, to meet the the culture of the organization where they are. And instead of better myself, is it is it a language? I mean, is that is that what does literacy actually mean when it comes to data literacy? Like, is it is it the way you speak, or you mentioned? Um, kind of composite and holistic and not individual. And um, you also mentioned that it's more of a culture. So is it more of a, um, a, is it a language, the way people talk, or is it more of how they think about things? Help us get a little more granular. Definitely, that's, that's a good question. So going back to the, the definition of data literacy, um, it's important to point out it's a continuous learning journey uh, that creates the ability mm. to identify, understand, interpret, create, communicate with, uh, with data to, to make sure you can fully participate in the, the conversations around data that will increasingly become important at organizations. So it definitely involves aspects of language, um, understanding the terminology, and but also going beyond that and being able to communicate and take action on that language. So in some ways it, it is kind of a, a mindset, um, but it is very much a continuous learning journey mindset that is involved in creating that type of program. Okay, love it. Jerry, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, and specifically, I think it, it, it is that mindset, but, but shifting into thinking about and considering how data can really interact with your daily work and your daily job. Oh, um, and not, okay. even just, not even just at work necessarily, but even in uh, regular life, right? People talk about financial literacy, um, understanding how you know bills work and how accounting works and taxes and things like that. It, it extends to more than just what's happening at work, but it's really that that concept of um, thinking in data and thinking critically about okay. uh, 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 you know about the data that that you're interacting with. So why it matters? Like what what how, why does it matter to the business? Like what is it that um, data can do and how can it benefit and how can it uh, get sort of interwoven into your regular functions. I think that's what you're, that, that's a very interesting addition. So it's kind of continuous. Um, it's a mindset, it's culture. It's about weaving with the rest of the organization. That's kind of the enterprise part of it, I suppose. Um, and it's, um, it's really just this almost nebulous sort of, <laughs> it's many things, but it's definitely not something. So I get it. That's very interesting. Okay. Um, so what what would you say, I mean, we talk about like leveraging data literacy in order to scale our analytic solutions. And scaling is something that we've heard over and over again as a problem. I actually have students that come back um, a year or two, usually two, I guess two to five years, because it takes a while for them to realize that this is, a, this is an issue. Um, but they'll come back after they've finished, they go into the workforce. And what happens, guys, is they'll do like an analytics project and it's like, great. And then they do another one. And it's like you're you're going out to the garden and you're picking the ingredients every single time to, you know, fresh bake this cake when you, that's not realistic long term. Like maybe once and then you can scale it or you can start putting it on the production line. But this notion of scaling your analytics and making them sustainable and longer term and more efficient we don't have a great way because we get students for one semester, you know, or one program. We don't have a great way of kind of, you know, getting that long-term mindset. So our topic is really about how can data literacy help us with this huge challenge that many people in analytics are dealing with right now around 
scaling. So help us understand, like, how does data literacy or how could data literacy help enable um, our ability to scale analytics? That, that is a really good question. And there's kind of two parts to that. One is how can a data literacy program scale in the first place? It can have some of the very similar challenges to what an analytics program or analytics solution would have in, in attempting to scale. And the other one is how does um, the parallel work in data literacy help analytics itself scale? So I'll, I'll start with the first one. Um, data, data literacy has the same challenges of scaling and the approach that um, is, is most useful is to take a persona-based approach to make sure that it, it will scale by role and function and the focus is not too narrow to any particular group. Um, it, it's very often a, in a one-size-fits-all approach that data literacy or even analytic solutions will be interpreted or used and uptaken in the same way by various people. Uh, but we found it's, it's not the case. People who are working to become data literate are going to be concerned about the context and the relevance to their own position and role and function. So it's often the case that um, there are many different personas that need to be considered in scaling data literacy. I think that same approach would work for, for analytics solutions and analytics programs. A one-size-fits-all approach will, will leave you with certain people being left out. It'll either be focused very much on the data science realm and the uh, assumption that people have an understanding of what you're talking about when you're speaking of the models, or it will be focused uh, perhaps even to um, elementary and people who are more advanced won't wanna hear anything uh, about what you're proposing because they're already doing their own things that they think are much more complex and fruitful. So in, in the similarity between a data literacy program and analytics solutions, it's very much focused on who, who is the audience and what are the segments within that audience to make sure that um, it's actually applicable to their day-to-day -day lives. Okay. And, and a, a more data literate uh, workforce in, in general, um, when you do scale out data literacy or, or what the results are, um, is that the business users or people who are actually integrating that data into their daily, uh, their daily workflows, um, they can have better ideas of what they can do. They can help define what uh, the solutions really should look like. And when everybody starts speaking the same language, we get a lot higher fidelity in terms of what, what these people can, um, can, can define for themselves, right? Because they're the people who are in the business. They're the people who are, who are solving these challenges on a daily basis. So if they, if they don't have that kind of same data uh, jargon, same data literacy level as the people developing the solutions, it can be really challenging for them to communicate what they really need. Um, so scaling out data literacy helps to scale and make better analytic solutions that are more targeted as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so some of the phrasing that I'm hearing is um, definitely more of a persona-based approach, like understanding your audience and don't try to um, kind of one size fits all. It doesn't. It doesn't work. You're trying to be everything to everybody. You end up being nothing to nobody. <laughs> right. I may have said that backwards, but you know what I mean. Um, so the persona based and understanding your audience. <clears throat> a couple other things I heard were um, that if you're speaking the same language, it makes it kind of makes everything easier. And this notion, thirdly, and I don't know how to word this exactly, but the the idea that this is not unique or special or something like drum roll, 
you know, it's, it's business as usual. Like data should be a part of the regular conversations and data should be a part of like, here's, you know, we're doing operations or we're trying to improve marketing or we want to, you know, optimize our supply chain and data is just a regular part of it. So, um, okay. So I, th- I hear what you're saying that those three things in particular, the persona based slash understanding your audience, really the, uh, the language being able to communicate better, especially about data and talking about data. And then thirdly, um, daily integration, business as usual, that it's not like this special, you know, it's not a visitor, man. This is like a piece of the furniture. It's here. Right. Um, so those are the, it sounds like those are three things that make um, data literacy help with scaling your analytics solution. So it all sounds cool. Why are not, why are more people not doing this? Like what, what's the barrier? What's the holdup, man? It's it's part of what you just mentioned, where data literacy can kind of get put on a pedestal as something that's separate and outside of daily work. And it's it's really not. It should be intertwined with what you're doing with analytics already. Data literacy should be a component of rolling out an analytics solution or a program. Um, there's often, again, that too narrowly focused definition of data literacy, or maybe just there isn't an agreed upon one at an organization that leads people down uh, pathways that might be more focused on tool literacy. They're really pushing for uh, a new tool that's coming out or a new analytics uh, analytic solution that is utilizing a tool. And the focus is really on how to, to get engaged with that tool. Whereas you're leaving behind anyone or anyone who needs support to, um, to actually understand what questions can you ask of data in the first place? And how would you interpret what you're seeing within this tool? Of course, the tool is important. It brings the insights to the forefront, but you still need the, the data literacy skills to be able to in, interpret and communicate and work with what you're you're seeing. I'm sort of grinning over here, <laughs> Ryan, because your your tool thing, uh, your tool discussion makes me want to get on my soapbox because I can't, I can't stand the overemphasis on the tools. Like there's so much emphasis on the tools that sometimes I feel like we're losing sight of what we're trying to even do. Like we're not, we're not trying to, you know, learn Power BI. We're trying to learn how to extract insights, for example, or, or develop a solution. And people get so focused on like we got to learn Power BI that it's um, it's tricky. So thank you for mentioning uh, the tool. So the the three things that I heard from that, and one of them I'm kind of reading between the lines. So tell me if I'm off base, of course. Um, uh, so number one is that that business as usual like don't put don't put this on a pedestal this is this is water this is not like some special wine that you just broke open this is water you should be drinking it all the time uh the second is um the overemphasis on the tools which ends up you know inherently kind of making everything else less important <laughs> right and then the third is this is the one i'm sort of digging to interpret a little bit but i i think i heard a tinge of Better understanding the the people that are consuming and using and 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 benefiting from the analytics. So kind of walking in their shoes a little bit. That's a bit of the barrier where the teams are not necessarily understanding each other. And you didn't exactly say that, but that's um, does that make I, sense? I I would add to that as well. Yes, I, it does make sense. And uh, every conversation or most conversations to have around data literacy business literacy comes into play as well. And it's that two-way street between uh, what doesn't have to be divided, the analytics organization and the business organization, 
that there is a two-way street there. And the, the goal of data literacy is not just to take anyone who's in business and shove them into the analytics world and say, good luck, uh, here's your support system. It, it is really to open those lines of communication. That goes back to the piece of, of culture and communication it, it, and the way that data literacy can help skill is to break down some of those silos and, and help with that, um, uh, fostering that type of communication and collaboration. Love it. I love it. And, and since the days of Atlantic Gaslight, when I used to walk through the industrial plants to understand those customers better, because I was I was using their data and I wanted to understand what they were up to. And nowadays, um, especially with my nonprofit, um, I have a cup right here about it, uh, especially with the nonprofit, you know, I've encouraged, I don't want to say I made them, but I encouraged the team to go meet with opioid um, people that had an opioid addiction when they were working with that data so that they understood why they're working with it and what the faces were behind that data instead of just taking the data raw. So it sounds like you're saying this is, this is not just about like, Hey, we're analytics. Y'all need to understand us, <laughs> that it's a two way street and that there needs to be some, uh, I'm going to call it empathy on both ends of trying to understand what the business users are really about and their focus areas. And they're trying to understand what data science and analytics people can do for them. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Jerry, did you have anything to add to the those three as far as like these are the biggest barriers or any others that you can think of? There's, yeah, there are a few other barriers that are kind of similar or tangentially related. Um, one of the biggest ones that, that I think we see regularly is ownership um, and responsibility and who really owns data literacy in an organization, right? It's individuals really own it for themselves on, on, on a competency level, but from an organizational perspective, does L&D own it? Does the analytics team own it? Does IT own it? Uh, does HR own it? Who, who really owns the program and who's gonna not just, not just own it, but go to bat for it and fight for it um, and, and put it into the, you know, the, the company objectives and, the, and their, their corporate agendas and things like that. Um, so there's, there's, there's that kind of ownership piece um, and also we, we, we tend to see a lot of, um, I don't know if fear is the right word, but um, trepidation maybe um, if an analytics group is trying to push out a data literacy program, um, we, we often hear, well, if more people are data, data literate, that's gonna mean more work for us coming down the pipe. That's gonna mean that we're gonna have to build more solutions and we can't even keep up with what we have to build today. So. Um, how are we going to, how are we going to deal with that in the future? If everybody becomes, you know, more, more eager for more data. Um, wow. That is very interesting. So like a fear of, um, a fear of educating everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not quite, it's more complex than that nuance, but that's, I think what, if you boil it down, that there is that, that fear of like, you know, I have a 12,000 hour backlog right now. You know, how am I going wow. to, yeah, you right. know, Serve, serve all these people. Um, it's almost like a fear of, of potential uh, failure and also just general cost. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have people, you've got a few thousand people in a company and you're expecting an hour a day or, or an hour a week or an hour a month of, of learning, um, that, that can be pretty expensive from a, from a head count oh, no. utilization standpoint. Very. So. Very intimidating to think about it. And I wonder too, I mean, you didn't say this specifically. Oh, so those are great. So ownership and then sort of like a um, hesitation, I guess, is, is a word. But I wonder too, if that hesitation, 
not only ties into like, okay, now everybody knows this stuff. They're going to all be calling us. But I wonder if some of it is like, do I really want to share? Like I'm special because I know data. And I wonder if there's a little bit of the job security thing going on. Do you guys see a hint of that? On there's, there's definitely the other side of that pendulum where if self-service is being introduced and the goal is to get everyone to kind of be able to do their own analytics that the team is like, well, what am I going to do when we run out of analytics? Because people are doing it oh my themselves. God. And that's- There's always that's, so much more to do though. <laughs> there's always more to do. There's more complex analytics. You can take on the enablement role and really help people understand and bridge that um, business and analytics um, acumen to, to be the analytics translators in the more advanced role. So that, that pendulum definitely swings in both directions. Uh, so I, that's, that's an important thing to highlight. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, the, I'll add one, if y'all don't mind, and tell me what you think. But um, before we go to our last question, uh, which is, what about the golden gut? Like, do you think that sometimes people, they're already making great decisions, you know, just because they've been lucky or because the market was different or because they were in a pseudo monopoly or something like that. And so they've relied on the golden gut and shifting away from that to a more data driven approach is probably challenging. That's definitely something that we run into. And I don't think it, it's necessarily a good idea to only go by what, what your data says, right? People who are um, instinctively, whether it's, whether they can identify it tangibly or not, um, people who've been in a company or been in a, a business for a long time have innate senses of what they should do and how they should do it. Um, and so that's why what we generally encourage is more, uh, not data-driven decisions, but rather data-inspired decisions um, or data-informed decisions, right? So, so use that gut. Um, we're not saying get rid of it. I mean, that would imply that you could just replace any individual with a person who reads data and it would be the same thing, but it's not. Um, but we definitely see that, that hesitation of like, you know, I know how this business works. I don't really need any, I really need any help from, from data. Mm. I know what's, what's coming down mm -hmm. the pike, but as other companies, um, enter that space, you mentioned potentially having a monopoly or a pseudo monopoly in a, in a specific space. Um, those companies are coming with data and they are squeezing other, even large companies out. So, um, mm -hmm. whether you have the best instincts in the world or, um, or not, you still need data. You still need to use data. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very important distinction. I actually um, don't, I don't like the term data driven. I like data inspired or data informed. So it's much more, I guess, um, I don't know, realistic or organic, um, uh, maybe more effective even. So very cool. All right. So some of the barriers in the past have been sort of pedestal mindset. Um, oh, focus on an over-focus on the tools, uh, walking in shoes, the question about ownership, I love that you said that, Jerry. That's really cool. The um, hesitations for different types of reasons and uh, possibly, the, you know, the golden gut mentality, like don't broke, it's not broken, let's not fix it, you know, and it's always been great this way, that sort of thing. So rapid fire, real quick, uh, in our last couple of minutes here, how do you know you've gotten there? How do you know that you have enterprise data literacy that is helping you to scale your analytics solutions? What do you see? How does that manifest itself? From from a testimonial or anecdotal perspective, it's when people actually bring data and insights to the table. You would you would go to a meeting and you'd see people open their laptops and point to evidence and 
are not either argue or present their case on how they came to such a decision using data. Um, that is a little bit kind of storytelling. You'd have to be in the meeting room to see that happening, but you can get those testimonials and understand that that change is going on. But more tangibly, we, we also encourage looking at um, holistically the adoption and engagement across all of the, the cultural aspects within an organization, whether it be communication forums or knowledge forums where people are sharing and asking questions. You can actually analyze and see those questions start to change. It's not, how do I get access to this data set? It's, I have this particular interesting problem and I've interpreted it this way. Can we have an open discussion about it? Um, and then of course, there's adoption analytics around tools that you can corroborate with the other um, areas that you're, you're tracking engagement around. Nice. So you see, you're seeing more collaboration. You're seeing different, more data-inspired decision-making. That's how you can tell that they're sort of there. And not that there's a final destination, because as mentioned, this is right. a continuous process and it's a journey, but that you're at least making progress in the right direction. Jerry, anything you want to add to that, sir? Um, yeah, just to kind of re reiterate that it, you can you can feel the change. I know it's not a very data data inspired mm. thing, but no, you can like definitely that. you can definitely feel that there is a distinct uh, evolution in conversations um, that are happening. And of course, there's those hard metrics that you can measure how many use cases are being um, thought about and requested. You start to hear the language change, even from a senior level. Uh, leadership, right? And, and all of a sudden, you're all hands meetings, you you start to hear people talking about data. Um, it, it's it's a distinct kind of uh, difference or evolution in, in the conversations that are that are really happening. Um, yeah, so would you call it a buzz of yeah. sorts? Like a feeling it's, or a buzz or like this, the, the, the room kind of has a data sense to it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a intangible kind of yeah, buzz is a good way to describe it, I think. Very cool. Very cool. All right. This has been really informative. Um, for our listeners, what final piece of advice would each of you give to someone that's trying to um, improve enterprise data literacy so that they can improve the scalability of their solutions? What would you say to somebody with like one piece of advice? I would say patience. Uh, take, take the time to do it right uh, and do it and, and plan, uh, plan it out. So be, be patient. It's not a box to be checked. It's not a single course that you put out and uh, people take it. And then an hour and a half later, they're, everyone in the organization is data literate. It, it really depends on building the right foundations, which does take some patience to create that success uh, or potential for success in that long, long journey of data literacy. Love it. And, and I, yeah, I would say in, in a similar vein is to listen to people. Um, oh, wow. Talk with, talk with other people that, that, are, that you're working with or maybe in your constituency. If you're trying to start a data literacy program, um, getting an idea for what level or comfort level uh, people have with data. Um, that's one of the steps we take with our enterprise data literacy program that, that uh, we implement is that that first step is really listening to people and understanding where they are. Um, and so that, that can be really powerful to, to make sure that you are starting in the right spot. So mm -hmm. that it, I think is it. probably the Listening most and thing. patience. Those listening are very difficult, but very simple. <laughs> <laughs> I love indeed. it. Very good. 
Thank you again, Jerry DeMasso and Ryan Gertenbach from Access Group uh, for talking to us about enterprise data literacy to improve scalability of analytics solutions. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Dr. Wright. Yes, thanks, Dr. Wright. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.